Welcome to Kia Says Some Shit Podcast, a place we'll be discussing all things in life, according to me. I'm your host, Kia, and I definitely got some shit to say. Have you ever been told to smile, to get over it, to calm down, to relax? There's a lot of things people tell you to do. People don't give you a time to do it yourself. So they try to take control of the situation. Now, people get worked up often, and sometimes they need to be calmed. Others need time to calm themselves, collect themselves, allow people that time. If I'm flustered and rushing at work because of reasons outside of myself, and I ask for a briefing or debriefing or a paper clip, before I continue on to my station, don't then tell me to relax. I can't relax until I put these bags down mentally and physically and get a breath of air in a space that is not occupied by anyone else but me. To relax, relate, release. It has to be done and happen on my time, not yours because you suggested it. Now, there are times when someone else needs to urge or walk you to the karma side of things. Yes, you may be in such a place of despise or pain or anger that you can't see or feel anything else. You might be stewing in a batch of hot dog water without a ladder or a ladle. You might see red and taste metal and all you can think of is destruction and someone outside of yourself may have to calm you down and send to you. Tell you to breathe, tell you to think, tell you to be rational, tell you to think you are okay because you are okay. Tell you that they are right there with you. But if you see me trying to calm myself and not suffering from grief or anguish or anger, you can just be there or not. Because right now your voice is irritating. And I get that others are just trying to help, but you don't have to put on your cape just yet. You don't have to transform into some sailor scout until you have fully looked at the context clues, until you have fully assessed the situation. If there is a fight and you intervene, then I applaud you instead of recording it, especially if you have stake in the people that are fighting. And we should all have stake in each other. But if I'm fighting with myself, or working through something, and it's obvious, or I ask for some time. Stop jumping into people's spaces without an invite to this one-man emotional skinny dipping pool party. When I'm trying to calm myself down, I don't want you to talk to me until I've had time to collect all the scattered, sweaty pieces of myself. Until the sweat bees that litter my back sends chill bumps over my skin. Until my pulse has dropped back to its low number and I've gotten back into my normal swing of things. Then we can chat. Then you can ask me all the soothing or open-ended questions I know your nosy behind has. Don't tell me to be nice. Be nice for what? Nice to someone who just walked up on me expecting me to entertain them after I've just received a text of someone's terminal state or a call about a lump that has been found or suffering from pain of fibroids or endometriosis or menstrual cycles that caused me to get a blood transfusion or have my tubes removed 
See, I'm sorry that I, I'm having a moment. And me trying to digest information or my situation or organize and prioritize my thoughts is affecting your productivity or day so much. And don't tell me I have an attitude. Is it because I'm not responding to you the way you want me to? You have no clue what is occupying my mind, my body, or spirit at the time that I'm not as alert and available as you think I should be. You know what makes me have an attitude? Someone insisting that I have one. I'm glad you decided to be the spokesperson for my feelings and mental state. But if I had an attitude, the air would be thick with it. You'd be able to feel it because it would be radiating off of me in such waves that it would interfere with the surrounding frequencies. It'd be so pungent that you'd be able to taste and smell the funk. Like the sourness of a warhead and the tartness of organic cranberry juice. You'd be able to see the vein or venom pulsate and bite on my forehead or neck or eyes or off my tongue. Like the alien trying to set itself free from Sigourney Weaver's stomach. Why do you assume I have an attitude? Am I supposed to be skipping all day? Sitting on curbs, swinging my legs to let you know that I'm not in a bad mood? Should I walk around with a mask on my face, making everyone else comfortable, even at my own dispense, my own mental and emotional health? Bitch, don't test me. This is not an attitude. It is a woman dealing with life and love and money because sleep, eat, and pray only works in books and for people who can afford insurance that the healthcare industry isn't going to turn a blind eye to their gripes because of some medical racial stereotypes. They don't have to deal with generational curses or PTSD or generalizations or looked at and is guilty of the crime of being a statistic until proven innocent. My face just sits like this. I'm bothered, uncreased, unaged. My face either lacks expression that dance in my eyes or it shows them completely. See, delight and disgust is clear as Caribbean waters on my face. Others' emotions tend to sit in my eyes as I observe my environment. But it's angst that tends to be misunderstood or mislabeled as aggression or anger because it's easy for someone to project the idea of me being pissed off at something or someone because, of course, black women are always angry, right? Black women are generally not allowed by society to be vulnerable or display too much emotion. It's often regarded as a threat, hence the trope of the angry black woman. Now, the stereotype that black women are angry is so pervasive that anger and aggression feel like safe emotions or safer emotions to portray because it's familiar. It's way more familiar than anxious, depressed, awkward, insecure, or traumatized. Yeah, because that is an unknown anomaly and it's scary, right? Do you even realize how common it is for black women and girls or just women in general to act out of anxiety in the form of aggression or anger? Emotions that are socially expected and in many cases acceptable to the mainstream. How sometimes it's hard to put in words one's feelings and instead it comes out as frustration. 
I'm not angry. I am frustrated. God forbid we don't come off as aggressive immediately. We are then accused of being standoffish, uppity, or big-headed when our demeanor is protective of our bodies or an impending attack because society has prepared us to always be on the defense. Defense from being debased, verbal onslaughts of character, hair, weight, complexion, being gaslit, having our time wasted, being accused of being rude, the threat of being physically attacked for taking claim of our own bodies for not allowing someone to have the instant gratification of dominance over us. And don't say it's your body language. You can't tell me that you can read me because you are misreading my discomfort or awkwardness and dismissiveness or anything other than it is. I can't read myself sometimes and I am in this body. When approached, I very rarely appear open because I'm conditioned to stand in a fight or flight position. Analyzing my surrounding, the person's proximity to me, etc. That doesn't mean I'm not mentally open to the person's words or following the conversation or willing to engage. And then speaking of fight or flight, you know, we are all biologically equipped with a stress response system. When stimulated by an imminent threat, our bodies release a surge of hormones that prepare us to protect ourselves from injury. However, this hormone release is meant only for responses to immediate stressors, not long-term stressors that cause chronic anxiety, disrupting almost all of the body's processes, increasing the risk for health problems. Guess what those health problems most commonly are? Coronary vascular disease, obesity, diabetes, depression, cognitive impairment, and both inflammatory and autoimmune disorders. Don't tell me I need to validate people's existence because I do acknowledge people. I have been trained by the streets to take notes and or acknowledge everything. Slipping can cause you unnecessary pain. It can cause you to disappear. I'm also a Southern girl. I don't walk into rooms without speaking to everything in the space, including the dog, the nightstand, the shoes at the door, because it's ingrained in me. I'm an acknowledger, even when navigating through the world. If you speak, I will speak back and keep it moving. I'm even mildly pleasant when it comes to turning people down. It usually includes a, no, thank you, have a nice day. But no matter the amount of smiles or pleasant encounters or lack thereof, it will not save my life from someone who is having a bad day. Or let's not forget the number of men committing rapes, destruction of property, years of stalking, harassment, and chooses to take my life force because my answer, no matter how pleasant or stank, no matter how much I smiled or frowned, no matter how eager or lack of zeal I had or showed, well, while acknowledging this person makes them upset because it was not the answer they were looking for. And now my family is posting my face on t-shirts and pamphlets. Don't tell me to smile when this phone mug is what is keeping me safe from those 
who think or feel or test their power over my being, over my space, over my flesh, who feel as though they should have access to me at all times as if I am not human, but a play toy, as if I don't have feelings or as if life or distress or what have you isn't happening to me simultaneously as it's happening to them. You know what you should have access to? A fair judicial system, health care, clean water, a government that doesn't pander to the highest bidder, a school system that doesn't favor lies to make the self, or the heinous history of chess moves a forefathers made. You should have access to food, affordable medicine, toilet paper, clean air, a fucking mint. Not me. And did you know that smiling to strangers is a very American activity and other countries it can be seen as flirtation, fake, or intimidating? Don't tell me to smile. Give me something to smile for. Don't use me as a tool or driving force to make yourself feel better. Don't put that on me. That is not my responsibility and I refuse to accept it. There was a French-born philosopher, mathematician, and scientist by the name of René Descartes. He's widely regarded as one of the founders or the fathers of modern philosophy. He said, by nature, we are all social animals. No matter our gender, our race, age, or social status, we all have basic human needs to be loved, to be seen, to be heard, liked, and appreciated. Most of us need to belong to particular groups or communities of like-minded and feel socially accepted. There's nothing wrong with that. I agree there's nothing wrong with that. But the problem occurs when we are not able to satisfy some of our own human desires by ourselves. Using others as a source of happiness, an instrument for validation, or means to avoid ourselves. So many expect others to be masters of people-pleasing so that they can benefit from it. They don't care if the person is doing it for approval. They don't care if the person is unhappy. They don't care that that person is pleasing them while expecting exchange for things that they are not giving themselves, like love, time, care, attention. See, I'm not a people pleaser. I was when I was a child. Now, not, not so much. Not really at all. Don't ask me to smile for you if you can't smile for yourself. If you can't calm yourself down, if you can't show up for yourself. Showing up for yourself is another way of saying you love yourself and honor yourself and just do or taking the necessary steps to make sure you take care of yourself. And unfortunately, like the most important discoveries in life, there isn't a checklist of how to show up for yourself. Just like every individual is unique. So is the act. Only you know exactly what you need when you need it. Only you can prevent your internal forest fires or whatever Smokey the Bear said. In order to show up for yourself, you have to be clear on who you are and what you truly desire for your life so you can make choices that will lead you there. You need to do what serves you. And things that no longer serve you, remove it. You know what doesn't serve me? Shucking and jiving to make someone happy that doesn't know what makes themselves happy. Making someone comfortable when I'm not comfortable. 
focusing on the needs of others that didn't parachute out of my chute or whose life and growth isn't directly affected by the choices I make and not focusing on mine. I'll show up for you because I show up for myself. Don't tell me to show up when you're not showing up. You have to allow people to shift through their own emotions without picking up their burdens or assuming it has anything to do with you or assuming you have a right to dictate their coping mechanisms. Stop telling people what they should do or what you would do if you were in their shoes. Stop telling people how they should operate to benefit you when you don't operate to benefit yourself. Stop expecting people to bend to your will when you can't bend to your own. Renee Discard says, conquer yourself rather than the world. And Kia the Gypsy said, mind the business that pay you. Thank you for listening. And every week you can find me at Kia says some shit on Instagram where you can leave questions, comments, concerns. Or if you have a topic you'd like me to discuss on an upcoming episode, drop it in my DMs. See you guys next week.